0: Welcome back to the Evolution Pod Club. I am your host, Jackie Sidon. There comes a time in everyone's life when you start to question it all. What's all going on? And you believe that you've just been floating through your existence with family you've been assigned, friendships you've cultivated, events that have happened to you, good and bad, just sort of on this ride. And you perceive that the ride was going well or not going well. And at one point or another, you decided to grab the wheel, thinking, this car doesn't know where it's going. I'm going to steer from now on. I'm going to drive this car exactly where I want it to go. I'm going to stop off at financial prosperity, the building there. It's gorgeous. I'm going to hit up the education annex first to work and effort my way in order to earn the directions to the financial building. Then I'm going to map out a route to pick up my lover or lovers, and I'll choose the one that I believe is a perfect match. And then maybe we could head over to the children compound. Oh, I almost forgot. I'm gonna to need to stop off at abundance to grab a huge house, some gadgets, accomplishments and stuff to use to attract all those people along the way. And I'm gonna make them my friends, but they'll have to pass my test before I let them hop in the car with me. Okay, the good ones can stay. The bad ones can go. Anyone who agrees with me is good. Anyone who appreciates, likes, loves and respects me, they can stay. And at the end of my drive, I will be so happy. So you drive along, wondering why nothing is working out exactly how you planned. And even if you do make all those stops, you wonder, where is the inner turmoil coming from? You wonder what happened along the way to make you feel so bad, so small, or so trapped, so lacking, so not as good as anyone else, so unworthy, or so nothing. And we are here to tell you that you are not driving that car. When you grab the wheel, you are only taking the car off its aligned path. Controlling it only creates a detour. Controlling will never bring you what you think you want. Controlling will only add fear to your reality. You drive the car by surrendering your control, by getting into alignment with the car, by trusting the car, by a deep sense of knowing that no matter where you're going on this adventure, there's a reason that when you're in alignment with the car, then you increase the momentum of the car and you allow it to take you exactly where you want it to go directly and with more speed. And the GPS is your emotions, how you feel. And the more you can learn and get comfortable feeling good, seeing that everything is happening for you and nothing is happening to you, the clearer the path gets, the more fun the ride is, the more ease you will experience. Stress and worry will melt away. You can kick back. Can you do that? Can you see that it's all happening for you? Can you try? all for you. You are the creator of it all. The car is your inner self. Your inner self is guiding you every step of the way. And when you are in agreement with your inner self, you feel good. And good, of course, can range from being interested to the feeling of ecstasy. When you are aligned, you are seeing your life from the higher perspective, the perspective that you are the creator of it all, that you are source, that you are a limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance. That you are one with all that is, and the all that is, is one with you. That means that you are one with the guy that just flipped you off at a red light, and you are one with the boss that just fired you, or the lover that cheated. You're all eternal. You're all whole, good, worthy, abundant, and free. You are all magnificent. If source is water, then you are all snowflakes, perfect and unique. And when you melt, you become water again, still unique, still perfect, but part of the eternal oneness of all that is. Now, here's the idea. Can you play around with these types of thoughts in the face of events that cause you deep fear? If you can start to do that, when you were having a huge manifestation event, if you can start to say, I don't know how, but I know this is happening for me and start to work your way through that manifestation event that is due to some small limiting belief that you have about yourself, if you can do that and process that limiting belief, then your life will change drastically. But it takes practice. Can you reach for those thoughts? In the reaching, you expand in love. In the reaching, you create new pathways of thoughts for yourself and for all others to access. You create new realities for yourself. You open yourself up to access all the thoughts that have ever been thought. We're going to say this again you can create new realities for yourself. All the inspiration is available to you. You unlock your abundance. Can you attempt to find the perfection? stop driving the car let go if you do that you naturally move in the same direction of the car when you align your thoughts and beliefs with that of your higher self when you are in disagreement with the car you're grabbing the wheel and trying to force things that will never work when you are in the present moment anyhow you can get into the present moment whether it's meditating or laughing Your thoughts become suspended. They're in the flow. There's no effort to them at all. They become supporters of your good time. They are the lifters of your heart. You're open. You are connected. You are tuned in. Your radio is receiving a clear signal. It's all so much easier. You do more in that mode to bring about all the things you want than anything else. So sit back, crank the music up and sing along at the top of your lungs and enjoy the ride and then watch the magic happen. My guest today is magic. She's had to help me take my hand off the wheel many times when I was living in fear. And every day she is busy guiding, ushering, changing lives toward love in a way that you cannot even imagine. She is the most magical human I know. And she was absolutely a gift in my life. And I'm beyond grateful that I acted on the inspiration to, well, contact her 10 years ago. I think it was 10 years ago, 12 years ago, and to contact her again now my therapist, Andrea Siegman, She has a master's of psychology and licensed as a marriage and family therapist, as well as doctoral studies in family therapy. She also is an incredibly intuitive woman and I've witnessed her access, her non-physical senses, as well as her physical senses in order to guide anyone lucky enough to be in her presence. She knows all there is to know about me, but is new to experiencing me as an all in out woo-woo humans. So this is going to be so fun. Welcome, Andrea. Oh, thank you, Jack. (laughs) It is so
1: heartwarming to have just heard your incredible introduction and to see and experience your own transformation, you know, and to have found a way to create a marriage between spirituality and
0: psychology it is yes and- it is it's it they they support each other so yes. much oh, first of all thank you so much that is <laughs> makes me feel humble and warm inside and coming from you it just means everything and I always talk about how it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you but let's be honest you all know if you're listening to this and I do care what people think <laughs> so <laughs> I am still a human in this physical reality, you know, navigating my way through, but just to give people a sense of how you have started on this path, how were you inspired to become a therapist and what also drew you to the spiritual side of things? Well, don't ask me a simple question. <laughs> you know what? Take all the time you need. <laughs> well,
1: you know, it's funny. I remember as a child in elementary school. I was an avid reader and I read the nun story Mm -hmm. and I wanted to become a nun. (laughs) That's so cool. And, And my mother said, Andrea, don't forget you're Jewish. How are you going to become a nun? But even back then I was very inspired by some interpretation in a child's mind of whatever spirituality was. And... I think my first really transformative experience was going to Woodstock.
0: Yes. Right. Which sounds so crazy. It, but it, it makes perfect sense because that was sort of a manifestation of what we're talking about, where everyone rose to this occasion. Sorry, but that makes perfect sense. Yes, Woodstock. I wish I was there. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I wasn't doing
1: drugs, but it was a very powerful internal slash external experience of the oneness that you were talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a very funny experience I had was I was standing by a lake where not me, but others were swimming naked. <laughs> and three New York mounted police came by on these enormous horses. Whoa. And I thought, holy shit, right, right. <laughs> this is not gonna go down well. <laughs> and all three of the policemen gave the peace sign.
0: <gasps>
1: and the it it was, it was, oh my God, we're gonna change the world. Yeah. And <laughs> I do think growing up in the 60s and being part of so much that was earth shattering. You know, whether when I was 13, our president was murdered. And then when I was a senior in high school, Robert Kennedy was murdered and Martin Luther King was murdered and the Vietnam War was happening. And so I think my transformation of moving away from the family programming that I grew up in had a lot to do what was externally happening in 1968.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And if you think about where the culture was in the 1950s and how far the pendulum swung, these events were all divine and there was a lot of co-creating with all, especially, I mean, we were talking about American history. There's a lot of co-creating with all of the spirits in America at that point and probably over the world. To make that shift, that was a huge shift. And there was a huge launching exponentially into this consciousness, this this awareness, this movement toward love. And of course, an event like Woodstock, we talk about this, one person in alignment does more to move the mass consciousness than a million people in fear. I just think of that event did more to transform the culture than anything because it does create new pathways of thought. It does, it does infuse the entire world that is witnessing that and feeling it. That's just how it works. So Absolutely. all those people, in, yeah. There was a story I once read about these
1: islands, like in Sumatra, somewhere in Indonesia, where the way the monkeys fed themselves Was to dig up these sweet potatoes that were in the ground and basically live on sweet potatoes that were covered in mud and dirt. Yeah. And one day, one of the monkeys went down to the water and washed the sweet potato off. Yep. And then all the other monkeys on the island started doing the same thing. Well, the scientists who were watching them and documenting them, then noticed on another island, some distance away, at the same time, the monkeys were
0: doing the same thing. Whichever monkeys now, and I'm being serious about this, were a vibrational match to that idea. The idea is going to find the path of least resistance, right? So we always say ideas happen to whomever is the path of least resistance. And that means if you're listening to this and you're a writer and you have an idea for something or you're not a writer and you have an idea for something, you say, who am I to do that? If you had the idea, then you are worthy of it. Then you are a vibrational match to that idea so that what happened in that moment was that a couple monkeys or however many, those were just two that were being witnessed, right? Became a match to that idea, attracted the idea at the same time. And then others followed creating new pathways for others to have more confidence. Oh yeah, of course. Washing this is great. I got the dirt off. It tastes much better. I love that. And, and, and it's not dissimilar from when man was hunters and gatherers and that was the system. And then the idea came to one or more people to plant seeds and grow food, which was mind boggling to everyone who's hunting. Are you crazy? You're gonna wait for your food. You don't know if that's gonna work. And then they push through that fear to cultivate their own food and which now we live on agriculture, but it's just so the examples of this. I love that so much. And it just feels so clear. Just
1: last night. Yeah. Before my husband and I went to sleep, I showed him some photographs of ourselves and another couple that had taken a weekend trip together a couple of years ago and I said remember this how much fun this was I woke up this morning and my girlfriend had sent me one of those pictures yeah I just brought up this picture (sighs) of the two of you and the four of us
0: and how fun this was the signs to just let you know, when you get the chills, when you look at the clock and you see your birthday or 11, 11, or when a song comes on the radio, the second you're thinking about that one person who you share that song with, when you talk about a picture and then your friend sends that picture, it's happy, you're attracting the ideas at the same time. It's just letting you know yes. that you're where you're supposed to be, that it's all happening for you, that there's something bigger at play, that you can, mm-hmm. that your inner selves are rendezvousing, right? It's happened with us. I've thought about you and you call (laughs) every time this happens all the time. So I had been thinking about you to invite you here today. And the last time we spoke, you know, I had asked Andrea to hop on the phone with me because we had been, she knows me obviously more intimately than anyone. And I had been starting on this journey and I called her and I didn't know why I was calling her, but I was in the practice of that's an inspired thought. It's coming to me while I'm in alignment. I feel good. I know it's inspired. And I had no idea. And I was, I, I had just started this work. So I felt like a baby giraffe, like a, just finding my legs, you know? And Andrea is the most brilliant, well read, experienced, intuitive. And I felt like an imposter, which is one of my what I'm pushing through, one of my limiting beliefs about myself, of course, I'm not an imposter. No one is. The only true belief is that we are all pure, positive beings of love and acceptance. But it was so beautiful because then it gave me more confidence to then when I knew the inspiration was coming to have you on this podcast, I knew, I knew it. (laughs) And I said, "I, I know you're meant to be here. I know it. And it kept coming and it kept coming. And finally, when I wrote that email, Yes. You said, I was just thinking about you, which happened the first time I called you as well. We always do that.
1: Yes, we do. Uh,
0: we do. You know, you're tuned in, you're tuned in. Right. So one of the other things that had a
1: large influence on me when I was, I don't know, 1920, was reading a book by a woman named Marilyn Ferguson called The Aquarian Conspiracy. And she came up with this theory and concept that when enough people spiritually wake up, it has the same impact as the monkey story. Of course. That there's a critical number, whatever that number might be, that then vibrationally goes out into the universe. Yep. And wakes everybody up.
0: (laughs) There's a study, now I'm going to butcher this. There was a study about a group of people that were meditating. The it's not the Maharishi effect, but it's the something effect. And so there was a group of people that were meditating in a town. And when you said that critical mass, there was a certain percentage. And what happened in that town? Crime rates went down. All sorts of negative things went down. Less people in the hospitals, more people were healthy. It infused all the things and lifted the entire town essentially
1: yeah
0: it's yeah. all it's all vibratory and yes everything's I, based on vibration
1: but i remember <laughs> hearing about this monastery of monks up in the mountains who chant mm-hmm. and for some reason i i cannot remember exactly why something happened and they couldn't chant they became so ill <gasps> And so just unhealthy Yeah, because it had so dominantly changed this vibration that they all
0: were creating. Absolutely. And they were so used to being in alignment and vibrating at that level that then when they were not able to meditate and were taken out of alignment, that was so foreign to them. And yes. And that must've felt, and the more you do raise your vibration and feel good and get into alignment, then when you're out feels really bad, you know, and sensitivity is a superpower, right? You're like I was saying, or they were saying that emotions are the GPS system. So the more you do this work, the more sensitive you become because you become so heightened and so aware of how you are feeling in every moment. And you're constantly reaching for that better feeling. That when you don't, and I imagine a a group of monks who are just existing probably more than anyone in alignment for the most amount of time, that it would actually make you physically ill. It all doesn't feel right. Yes. And and if you
1: think of the image of a pyramid, there's a lot of room at the base, right? And you get to the apex and there's no wiggle room. So when you're working on your spiritual or psychological development and you're moving up towards that apex, there's not a lot
0: of space for messing up. (laughs) Okay, Okay, so this image just came to me, this work. So everything we've ever known and how we've always lived since beginning of mankind is that pyramid. Then what we're talking about now, that point, that apex, basically what I'm envisioning is another pyramid facing the opposite direction as a mirror reflection to that pyramid, then going up. So basically that apex is feeling neutral, let's say. And when you are in the negative stream of consciousness, let's say right below that apex is just annoyed or mildly irritated. And the more you get into that momentum and that vibration, that momentum, that momentum of the negative stream of consciousness, then you start to move down into the larger aspect and let's say the base of the pyramid is just despair so what the idea is here now we're going up to just that neutral and reaching for just that next thought which is just curious just interested now you're moving up into the bigger pyramid the one on top the reflection and then you work that momentum up 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 to the, to their infinite. I mean, the pyramids are infinite, right? There's actually no base to them. And then at the top where we're all headed in love, that's where we're all going. And it's infinite room for everybody and it's love and it's beautiful and it's unimaginable and it's limitless. And even saying limitless is too limiting. And so I think this is what we're doing now. We've bringing mankind now to that moment and working our way up. That is such a
1: Profound and beautiful image, Jackie. And it's kind of like heaven and earth. So the bottom pyramid is earth, and then the top pyramid is heaven
0: on earth. <laughs> heaven on earth. Okay. So what you just said is the thing, which is so if this is the physical reality, is the dream state, right? This isn't home. If us as limitless beings is home and we're here and we talk about heaven and hell in the non-physical, the non-physical is perfection love. It is love, that's all it is, It's love. Heaven and hell is what we choose here. So are you going to choose hell here, the bottom pyramid, or are you gonna choose to make this reality your heaven and stick yourself up into that higher, that flipped reflection of the pyramid? That is it. Do you wanna live in your heaven or hell here? And how do you do that? You find the appreciation, you find the gratitude. If you are listening to this podcast, you probably have a computer that you're walking around with in your pocket. You are abundant. You can hear, you can see, but you can flip the switch and the light turns on. You can turn on the faucet and the water comes on. We're more abundant than people have ever been, ever. Can you find the beauty? Can you see it? And if you get yourself into that, I love this image so much Then you put yourself somewhere on the reflective pyramid and that has momentum. And then that does more to bring you all the things you want. It opens you up. You're worried about that job. You're worried about the relationship, but you do more looking at a tree and just marveling at its beauty to bring that relationship to you than you do by texting your friends and stressing about it and beating the drum of the not having the relationship. Yes.
1: And, you know, that triggers a thought of how misused our minds are.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Well said.
1: <laughs> For mental masturbation,
0: basically. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. And that the mind is such a gift. It, of course, is not locked in our brain. It's throughout our entire body. And then right. we can use our body and we can use our feelings to discern. And, and the yes! dis- is the wisdom.
0: Amen. Oh, I knew you were going to say wisdom. This is what's so funny as I had this thought. It's not funny. Of course it's divine perfection of what you just said, which is I was thinking about this as I was getting ready to come here today, the fight or flight, the misuse of our minds, which you just so eloquently stated. That's so perfect because there's no bear sitting in this room with me. I do not need to be that afraid. I have that fight or flight response because I can't get back to an email and my phone is blowing up and I need to do the laundry. That fight or flight was reserved to save our lives when we were roaming the earth and needed to protect against a lion chasing us, but there's no lion here. So, but we're still programmed and conditioned for those responses, which you see every single day. And it's the rewiring of our thought patterns. It's, and it's very difficult to do. Well, it, it's really unless you exactly. have clarity, until you have the clarity, until you understand yes. that it's all happening for you. Yes. You know, it's all about association.
1: Right. I had an experience many years ago on a flight from South Africa to New York, where after this 18 hour flight, whatever, we hit a lightning thunderstorm over... Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And when I say that the huge plane was like a toy airplane. Yeah, I bet. I'm not exaggerating. Everybody on the plane or most people on the plane were screaming, saying the Lord's Prayer. I mean, there was little doubt in my mind that we were going to survive this.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. And
1: well, an interesting fact, just to take a tangent for a moment, was that in that moment, I found myself letting go. Mm. Not through any intentionality, really. It was just kind of like the mouse in a cat's mouth, just, (laughs) you know, and it was just like, I, I did feel a sense of peace. But the point I'm getting to is that anytime I experienced any little turbulence on a flight after that, Right. My body went into total panic, fear, mm-hmm. etc., And I took a class on dealing with it. I read books. I saw a psychologist about it. Nothing was working. And the thing that actually changed it for me was I read somewhere that when you experience turbulence, move with it. And I realized I was rigid. I was holding on to the armrest as if I could keep the plane from moving. My whole body was in a state of rigidity. But when I danced in my seat Mm -hmm. without bringing too much attention to myself, (laughs) but I moved with the motion, it
0: all eased up. And that is the letting go that you spoke of. Here's what's coming to me about this event. This event happened for you and for everyone on board that plane. This event happened for you specifically for that moment, your tangent about peace, that what was unlocked in that for you. It was a manifestation event for everyone involved based on fears, fear of death, fear of loss for you. Now that was about your fear and the knowing that when you were faced in that, that you were able to find surrender and peace and move with that in that moment. That's what you get to carry with you because death is not real. None of this is real, but we are invested in the illusion that it's real and have to be in order for this exploration to do what it's meant to do, which is to provide information for us so that we can expand and evolve, or wisdom in this case, for you. And that's what it was for you. That is the gift that it gave you. So, sort of finding the perfection in that and the gratitude that you were able to be faced with an event that you felt so close to death and that you were able to also find inner peace without efforting the thoughts, but it happened naturally, the surrender. Yes. Holy shit.
1: Yes, absolutely spot on. And, you know, I had read books when I was 20, 21, like the Tibetan Book of the Dead and Ram Dass and Remember, Be Here and Now, and all of these wonderful writings that basically spoke to you have to lose your life to find your life. Right. Meaning you have to let go of your ego. You have to let go of that, which you identify as being reality when it's just a trance, it's just a trance.
0: And they, well, they say people who have, who are terminally ill at times can find this kind of alignment and live their lives in the way that we're all searching to now, because they're able to see the precious moments as they're happening. But I will say this. You are very well read and you do have all this knowledge, but man, oh man, if you could just unleash that inner voice of yours onto the world, because it is more powerful than anything. Your best guide, your best teacher. I mean, you've been searching, searching, but you have it in you all the time. I mean, I hear you channeling every time you're even sitting with a patient you're channeling. I mean, the ideas that are you're attracting in that moment, that alignment, it's just a marvel. I I'm trying to get Andrea to write and I haven't asked her if she has continued writing because based on that first phone call we had, that was something that came out of it, but I'm not going to put you on the spot now, but just, ah, oh, it's so beautiful and impactful. And it just, well, I find that I do have my
1: Avenue as a therapist and I cannot imagine wanting or needing Mm. to do anything because if we really believe that everything is vibratory then working with one person has a way
0: yes of going out going out over the radio waves (laughs) yes it is and it's it's moving shifting the mass consciousness it is in the one person does more to move the mass consciousness and a million people in fear. And anytime you are showing up in, in love and channeling, cause that's what you're doing when you're with a patient. Yeah, you do more. You do more That's you don't have to do anything. There's nothing you have to do except listen to your inspiration and push past the fear that inevitably pops up to act on the inspiration. That's all we ever have to do because we do get inspirations hundreds of times a day. And you don't have, there's no right or wrong. You don't have to. Did you hear that? No. What was really funny was that you mentioned before this podcast started, what happens if your phone rings and interrupts the podcast and my phone just rang on the computer. I didn't hear it. (laughs) Which I just love so much. And I'm gonna keep this in so everyone can hear about it because it's perfection. Somebody had the inspired thought to call right when we were talking, but you're right. You don't have to do anything. You don't- well, I do think, Jackie, that each moment is
1: pregnant with possibility. Exactly. And before we have started this podcast, I had an hour-long session with one of my clients, and it we just dove deep. We really, really dove deep. And I thought to myself, "Wow, this is setting the stage for my next hour."
0: Yeah. With Jackie in the podcast. You know, it each moment leads to the next. It does. If you allow it, if you're an allower, if you just let the car drive and you mm-hmm. don't try to effort and struggle and control everything. Control is the is the action of fear. So whenever we're in fear, we have urges to control the conditions, right? And it never leads to what we want.
1: Yes. You know, I've been living my life with a very simple Buddhist saying, and I'm not a Buddhist. I don't follow any particular ritual or dogma or anything like that. It is so simple and it has changed my perspective on everything. And I'm going to share it with those (laughs) who are listening and hopefully it will be as meaningful for you as it has been for me. Everything belongs. Mm -hmm. That's it. Everything belongs. And it doesn't matter what it is. So a week ago, don't worry, Jackie. My husband took a horrible fall. No, I'm worried now. He's okay. Um, He fell about four or five feet down our hillside and then rolled down the hill and broke his back. And everybody... He's he's in a brace, probably be okay after eight weeks. It'll the vertebrae will heal, et cetera. I go into action. I realize that there's no way I can lift him or move him. I, I do what I have to do, which you can imagine calling 911, yeah. et cetera. But I think that because of the years of practicing this, I didn't panic. I didn't get hysterical or anything like that. And in the week and a half since, I have been filled with so much gratitude.
0: Mm. And not
1: gratitude that it happened, (laughs) but automatic gratitude. He didn't break his neck. Mm -hmm. He's not paralyzed. He didn't split his head open. Not being Pollyanna-ish, you know, like, oh, I'm going to try and find what's good in this and blah, blah, blah. No real it's gratitude automatic. Real.
0: yes it's just an automatic Now you're an example you're an example of alignment you're an example of what it means to be living in this perspective in this clarity of that natural gratitude it happens naturally it occurs to you because you have been in this practice of living this way yes 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 hands off the wheel hands off the wheel And now for him, this was a giant manifestation event for him. And we don't know what his journey is because we can't walk in anyone else's shoes. We don't know what anyone else's experience is. We're all unique. He is a culmination of everything he's ever experienced in this life. And for whatever anyone believes in every life that came before it. So this was for him and for you, but wow, that is an example. And people always say, you know, a lot of people listening, i hear a lot of people, I'm a fixer and you do more. To help, let's say someone wants to help. Because if you want to help someone, you're automatically putting them in a victim position, thinking that they are in need of something. And everyone is exactly where they need to be in that exact moment. But you do more to, let's say, help your children or by being an example, by just being in the gratitude, by being in alignment. That's it. That's how you do the most. And you said this thing about the the Buddhist- phrase everything belongs I want to comment on that as well my niece who's no longer with us people who listen to this regularly know I talk to her more now than I ever have because I can because you all can because we're all connected she is without her physical human judgments and fears and resistance and she is a pure positive being of love just shining love on me and is also living other lives all over the world doing whatever she is or in other universes i don't know where she is but she's also with me anytime i want to contact her and same for anyone out there who wants to contact anyone who is no longer the physical and she said to me this was just this week leading up to this podcast you're missing something and i said oh yeah what am i missing <laughs> you little shit And she said, you're missing the piece about acceptance. You're talking about love, 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 but you're not talking about acceptance. Everything belongs is the acceptance of everything that is the people, the conditions and yourself. It doesn't mean you have to approve. It doesn't mean you have to have an opinion. It's just accepting and allowing everything to have their place. So how divine that you just said that because that is what it is. One exactly. has to suspend judgment in order to- have to. to. Yeah. Acceptance is love. Yes. And that was her point. Acceptance is love. And in this instance with your husband, it's not obviously that you would prefer this happen, but there is an in, in acceptance, a, a surrender, in, uh, an understanding That something is happening beyond you and that it is divine in its own way and to naturally find that gratitude that he is still with you. It's just, it's beautiful and it's so helpful for people.
1: And I want to clarify
0: that that is not passivity. Exactly. I, oh, that was in the part that I cut today. So everyone listening, when Andrew was coming, I couldn't There was so much in this, uh, and I wanted to talk about in this opening and something that I, and I knew it would come back around is that acceptance is not inactive. It doesn't mean, Oh, I'm not going to be a doormat and just let everything happen. And it means acceptance is love. The only action that you can take that you want to take is when you're in alignment before you're in an alignment and feeling okay. And in agreement with your higher self. Any action you take out of fear is an urge to control the condition. So in that state, yeah, you want to stop what you're doing. You want to be inactive. You want to pause, right? And there's a bridge with with therapy and the spirituality. When you're in that negative stream of consciousness, stop. When you get yourself back to alignment, agreement with your higher self, meaning you see everything from the higher perspective, you see that it's all happening for you, even if you can't figure out why, but you just trust that it is, then you will always get some messages in the form of inspiration. It could be tiny. It could be to write an email. It could be to get in your car. It could be to start a business. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. You get inspirations hundreds of times a day. And the action is to act on those because those are your guides sending you the messages of what to do next to lead you to the life that you truly want, not the life you think you want, but the life you truly want, which is a life full of love and connectivity and joy and all the ushy-gushy feelings that you think all of the million dollars and the yacht and the this and the that will get you because really you're just searching for a feeling, right? So you want to cultivate those feelings now And in that cultivating, in that gratitude, in that appreciation, all the messages come and you can act on as many as you want. And the more you act on, the faster you're gonna move and evolve. And there is no end game, there is no finish line. So can you enjoy the game of it? Can you enjoy this ride? Which goes back to what we were saying earlier, which is in the now, in the now, in the now, be in the present and see that it's happening for you. Enjoy the ride. Kick your feet up and sing to the radio. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to be
1: alert and to be awake enough to not manipulate in subtle Mm -hmm.
0: ways. Oh, yeah. We love to manipulate the system.
1: Oh, yes. And, you know, the law of attraction. Okay, a beautiful idea that we bring into our worlds that which we need to, to grow and to evolve, etc. But how many people have used that to say, yes, I'm going to
0: attract a yacht, I'm going to attract a lover, whatever, you know, and those desires those desires are what gets you on this path so we're meant to have those desires which come out of the lack i don't have a yacht and i want i want a boat this guy has one he looks like he's so happy if i had one everyone would like love and respect me and so we have that desire and which is birthed out of that lack so that then we are put on this journey to self discovery so in that the lack is important but in the law of attraction you can't stop attracting. So in that case, if you just keep wanting the yacht and keep and you keep thinking about how you want that yacht and you get more frustrated, everyone else has got, you're looking around, everyone's got this and that, you're just increasing the wanting. The wanting is going to get bigger. The wanting, you can't repel anything and you can't trick the system. So how do you get to the Why do you want that yacht? How is it gonna make you feel? Can you cultivate that feeling now? Where is the gratitude? Where is the appreciation? Because I guarantee you, if I gave you that yacht while you're still in that wanting and in that manipulation of the system, and you might effort and struggle and get yourself that yacht, it's not gonna make you feel the way you thought it was gonna make you feel, then it'll be a a private plane. Oh God, everyone here has the yachts and they're all flying back and forth on their plane. And then you get the plane and guess what? Imagine how you would feel if I gave you everything you thought you wanted, everything, the planes, the yachts, the millions of dollars, all the homes, and you still felt unworthy. You still felt small. And now you have nothing to pin it on and no excuses. How desolate and dark would that feel to still not be happy? And now you can't say, well, if I had this or that, I would be happy. So imagine how lonely and hard that would be. And so you envy
1: Be careful careful what you wish for. And having had a number of billionaires in my practice. Oh, tell it, Andrea, people need to hear. The people need to hear. Or even a successful actor who has gotten the attention and the name and all of that. How sad, as you said, when that same lack of love for themselves, And really, isn't
0: that what isn't that what it's about? Yes. Everything around us is a reflection of how we feel about ourselves. We're really seeking our own self-love. Yes. But it was, you know, I thought
1: it was interesting when you were talking about having to go through different stages of wanting the yacht or whatever. It reminded me of a very influential book that I read when I was around 19 and all this started for me. Um, Siddhartha by Hermann Hesse. I remember Siddhartha, yeah. Oh, you know, and he was the Buddha who, you know, initially had many lovers or wanted material things and went through all of that until, as the story goes, he came to a river and had to cross. And you might say the water, the river is a symbol of truth. And he had to get to the other side and the ferryman, which could be the guru or God (laughs) or life or whatever you want to call it. The ferryman had to ferry him over to the Uh, other side. Yep. And And isn't that our journey?
0: Yes. And the only new piece that we have now is that the God, the guru is not outside of us, but it's in us. It's in us. And
1: yeah, a friend of mine once said guru stands
0: for G. You are you, you are you. That's right. You don't need to search outside of yourself. You have access to you are God. We are God. We are unique expressions of source. That is who we are. So of course you can access that your inner self knows that never leaves you never would never will. And you can access that anytime when you are in alignment, when you are feeling good, when you have the perspective that it is all happening for you, that you are the creator, that you are not a victim to a malevolent universe with bad things happening to you all the time.
1: Yes. And what I would add to that, Jackie, is how not only helpful, but how necessary it is to have others in your sphere who are interested and curious and driven by the same things. Right. Because it's very difficult to not fall back into the trance. The At trance. The trance diploma, I love that, the
0: trance. A forgetfulness of why we came on earth. Right. And the forgetting is why we came in order to remember. And that is a journey. And the brilliance of it is to try to remember while we're here, before we die. And And then we'll say, oh, we got to do it again. I I got closer this time. I I can get even closer. Let's go. Let's go. But yes, and it is easy. And you will find if you're in that negative stream of consciousness and the victim mentality, you'll always find people to support you because that's where everyone has been conditioned. And that's where people have been since the beginning of time. And that has a lot of momentum. But you can feel this shift happening more and more and more people now coming like little, like we're all little babes opening our eyes for the first time. Like you said, waking up, waking up.
1: Yes. You know, I, I realize we don't have too much time left. And I do want to bring up the importance of the marriage, as I said earlier on, of psychology and spirituality. And, you know, it's interesting, the Greek origin of the word psyche. mm mm-hmm. Means spirit or soul. Oh my God. And theology is the study of or whatever. Yeah. So it was That's... meant to be.
0: Ah, oh! the study of
1: the soul. Do you all spirit. see how I
0: was so blessed to come across Andrea? I mean, how <laughs> perfect. That's what it's meant to be. That's what it is ultimately. Yes. And
1: there's a term that I really like called spiritual bypass. Okay. And that is when one tries to meditate themselves into a state of bliss or is only seeing themselves in some kind of spiritual state without ever examining and processing There's childhood wounds that are part, if we're human beings, that is the human part. You
0: can't just exist in the being part without the human. So how do you process those so that you can, because anytime you feel negative emotion, it is just your signal that you have a limiting belief about yourself, that you adopted somewhere along the way. And the core limiting beliefs happen in our childhood from our parents and our, I mean, I'm currently... Totally setting up my daughter for her limiting beliefs daily, no matter how I try to give her freedom. And then you process these limiting beliefs. And when you discover them, how do you process them? See how they're for your journey and then release them. Release it. Because do you want to wake up every day and pick up that 100 pound duffel bag? You can if you want to and bring it into your present. You absolutely can, but you don't have to. So the processing of these fears, the origin or the root, and then seeing its perfection, seeing that no one is wrong, that you conspired together to create this event, their inner selves, your inner selves, no matter how dark it gets, to launch you on this journey and then to have an usher someone to usher you like someone like andrea to usher you through that discovering of where those fears and what those fears are and then process them and prove them false because i'm sure you get to daily i'm not good enough i am not worthy and could anything ever be more false would you ever look at a baby and say that baby is not worthy to be here that baby is that baby is not good enough. Would you ever say that? No. Would you say it to a two-year-old? Would you say it to a four-year-old? And then why are you saying it to yourself? Because you're still that precious soul. And by the way, I just discovered that babies have hundreds of millions more brain synapsed connections than we do as adults. They still have that foot on the other side. They still know their source. They're still a perfection. And they they are the perfect examples of deliver creators. You're hungry, you cry, you get food. They're not worried about the how and worrying about hurting someone's feelings. They get what they need, but we're all that pure, still pure, even though you have beliefs, limiting beliefs about yourself that are untrue.
1: Yes. Yes. A child, an infant, a young child, they're just being, they're not judging their feelings until we start to judge them you shouldn't be angry you should you
0: need to share you need to do this yeah all these things that we and they adopt and so it's it's crazy and you're going to come back on and we'll talk about parenthood because that's a big a big conversation is how much freedom are you comfortable giving your children because they know what they need they have their own guidance system as well you we all control our children And we're going to continue to, but the less they have their own guidance. They don't need us to, if your child doesn't want to go to bed and you say, okay, and you, or first you say, no, my child has to go to bed. It's so late. And if they don't sleep, they're going to be a terror and I'm going to get, what if you say, okay, don't get sleep. Don't go, don't go to sleep. Stay up all night. Don't you think after two or three nights of staying up all night, your child's going to say, you know what, I, can I go to bed
1: earlier tonight?
0: I'd like to go to bed now. (laughs) But we, it it
1: doesn't mean that we don't need to socialize our children. I I remember (laughs) many, many years ago, knowing this psychologist who did not want to program his Uh toddler. And in the crib, his little toddler would take his feces out of the diaper and
0: smear it all over the wall. There you go. I thought,
1: I don't
0: know that I look. There, there's always that. Yes, we're always trying to find that line. We're always trying to dance with that line. And I'm, con- because the truth is, we're all way more controlling. So it's sort of dancing that line back a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, look, it's the difference between you talk about confidence that can come with experience, right? So a mother of her first child is not going to be the same as a mother with her second child. Because you're not afraid, you know, it's going to work out. So all of a sudden the rules are a lot more lenient. Now get to a grandparent who's seen the child and the ch- is like, it's all, it's fine. And you see, I'm sure you hear a lot. My parents as grandparents are so different than they were as parents. Well, yeah, because they've had more experience and less fear. And so they know it's going to be okay. And that's sort of what we're searching for. Just that, that confidence in knowing that it's all going to be Okay. Ultimately it will, that's where we're headed. And so how do we bring that divine knowledge into our every moment of our lives? Yeah. Beautifully put.
1: And, you know, maybe one last thought of mine is replacing judgment with curiosity.
0: Yes. Yes. So being
1: curious about what are our fears and why are those fears there? Why are we reacting? It becomes more about investigation. And, you know, I mean, our inner world is so much vaster than our external world. So we say that there's no more land to explore like the wonderful Magellans of the world did. (laughs) But
0: we can explore infinitesimal (laughs) inner worlds. And that the judgment and the curiosity are the difference between which pyramid are you on? Are you on the base pyramid or are you on the top pyramid? And you just flip it to curiosity and boom, there you are. And that, and then you're, you've opened up, you've unlocked the forces of the universe. You have access, you're on your way until you get knocked back down again, which is part of the process. And then keep the practice going. It gets easier and easier. And suddenly life does get a little more fun, a little more interesting, less anxiety-ridden. It's beautiful. You know, as
1: parents, it's all a process of letting go, isn't it? Yeah. We and, and for us as human beings, you know, we let go of our teeth, when, <laughs> yeah. right? When we're little and then maybe when we're old <laughs> and our hair falls out and, you know, our bodies change and whatever. And then as parents, we let go of our children. They go off to kindergarten and then they go off to university and they leave our homes and they get married and have their own children. It's all about loss and letting go. And psychotherapy is also about then launching the client into the next phase of their life, which hopefully is what you, you know, is, is is doing what you're doing
0: is love you didn't need to
1: stay in therapy forever and right. i think that's not a good thing i mean who knows how long it's supposed to be for each person but right. but it's not about just staying in the poor me and look how i was wounded and look what you know how this person programmed me etc that's just this, the baby steps right then it's
0: moving into an infinite world of possibility It's moving and from the victim to the creator and, exactly and, and exactly. processing yeah and processing those fears and I did need I it all happened perfectly perfectly I, I did need assistance in uncovering my fears and we process them and then yeah, then you move into the, it didn't happen to me, it happened for me. I'm the creator. And now, as you said, to take my next step into my life with curiosity and welcome all that comes. Yes. Ah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just, we're, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful to you. And I know, I know you've touched so many people. I'm going to get a lot of requests for your number. I don't know how, I mean, she's already really busy, but. <laughs> you know,
1: actually it's it's interesting because now that I work from home, I created a home office and with the Delta variant coming up, yes. I'm not seeing anybody indoors, but I have this beautiful space in the shade with a big ficus tree over it and a table oh. with an umbrella. And I just see people outside. Outside. In my home outside and so now i have more time not 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 that i want to work outrageous hours or anything but i'm not commuting and it's just so easy to grab a bite to eat or whatever so it just makes more space and more room for whatever comes my way and i totally believe and experience that whomever is supposed to be in my practice comes i've never advertised i've i don't have, even have a website i mean i'm so you know <laughs> old age
0: no no nothing you know i but it's just you draw these people is to. It, and again you're an example you are an example an example an example of what it means to just have faith that it's all working out for you that's all happening you don't need to effort and struggle if it doesn't feel fun and exciting to promote yourself and to create a website, then that's not the path you need to go down. It will happen with ease. People will come to you. They will come. Yes. Ah! (laughs) I am so happy you're here. I feel so honored. I'm so glad everyone got to hear you and you have to come back. You have to, because it's so crazy. We didn't even scratch the surface of what I thought we were (laughs) going to talk about. Yeah. Well, so
1: wonderful for you, Jackie, that This is where you are in your life now and bringing these truths to other people's ears and consciousness.
0: I know you're all going to say this is inappropriate, but I love you, Andrea. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: is it inappropriate for a therapist to say to her
0: client, I love you too? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, because that's what we're here to do is to express love. That's all we're meant to do. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank all of you for listening. And we will see you next time. I mean, what else is there to say? She's the absolute best. This conversation was so epic. I'm still cannot quite get over it. Um, I want to go back and listen again myself. Thank you so much for joining us. I look back. It is the Maharishi effect. You can just Google about it. There was, I sort of combined different research findings but you get the idea it's all fascinating when science supports everything we're talking about which it's doing more and more and more on so many levels if you really want to take a deep dive anyway i'm just so happy you're here and this was so fun and we'll see you next time as always sending love